Tonight, we're taking your questions and talking about kink. Welcome to another episode of BSing with Barry Kashiba on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. If you're offended by this type of content or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Right now. So, Beard, we have a very special guest with us today, don't we? We do, we do. <laughs> we, are, we are actually broadcasting. We decided that uh, being all the things we do in the community and, and all the emails we get and all the you know, answers, we, answers to questions and all that stuff, we just needed a break. So we decided to have a vacation, and the cheapest way to take a vacation is with the parents. <laughs> so we are here today with uh, my mother. This is uh, Mom. <laughs> Who henceforth shall be called Mom. Mom. Right? And, and it's interesting because we've had a lot of people ask, you know, like, oh, Barak, oh, Shiva, are you out to your parents? And the answer is yes. Well, know? the answer is yes for Barak. Yes, is yes for me. <laughs> and, uh, and the thing about it is we are... We've had a lot of people say, "Oh well, Barrick, how did you come out to your parents, and how did you know? How what do they think, and what?" Because there's this trepidation when 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 you go to your parent and say, "You know what? I'm kinky. I'm poly. I'm I'm I have alternative sexual experiences, and I don't know how my parents are going to react. And if I tell them, I could be alienated. Blah blah blah." And so today on the podcast. We're actually going to talk to <laughs> Barrick's mom about the coming out process. <laughs> so, uh, uh, mom, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, glad to be here. Glad to, well, well. You know, <laughs> we are glad. You're right. We are glad to be where it's sunny and warm. <laughs> because we are broadcasting, if, you, if we didn't say already, um, the vacation we decided to take is in Key Largo, which is... Uh, which is warm. Which is very warm. And sunny. And, and very sunny, and it's and it's... It's absolutely wonderful. We haven't been on a beach yet, and so here we are. <laughs> so, Mom, the, yes. the, the, the thing that people are, people are just dying to know is... Um, Was Beric always like this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How would I know that? <laughs> uh, so, so a, a couple of years ago, it was probably, um, it was probably close to six years, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I called you up and I said, Mom, uh, we got to talk. And uh, what, what, how, how did you feel about that? Well, I, I did, sort of didn't know what to expect. But let me preface this first by saying when they asked me to come on this uh, um, interview, I was kind of hesitant because I'm a little shy and I'm not used to talking out loud about all the things I feel and think. But I figured, you know, other people need to know. Um, about what's going on and my thoughts and feelings about Barack telling me. And uh, so here I am. Anyway, um, I didn't know what he was going to talk about. So he started. And, I, and so what I said was, I said, Mom, I, I got to talk to you. Because I, I read this article in a, in a, in a magazine called uh, Loving More. And it was about, it was just a heart-wrenching tale about... Um, this triadic uh, group, uh, two two women and one man, and uh, they were in a poly family, and they were loving each other, and they were they really um, had they were kind of living as married, all three of them. And in this in this in this article in Loving More, uh, the male of of the two had been um, had gotten ill and ended up somehow in the ICU, unable to talk. 
and his family didn't approve of the way he, he lived his lifestyle. And uh, they were able to effectively block his two, um, his two partners from seeing him. And it was tragic. And I felt that if I were ever in a situation where uh, I, I, I wouldn't be able to express my own needs and wants, I wanted my family to be understanding of my lifestyle. And um, so I came to you and I said, said Mom, i, I got to talk to you because I don't want uh, the people I love to be kept away from uh, me if in, in the event of emergency. And so um, I said, I got to talk to you. I, I'm Polly. And uh, I explained what that meant, that I was involved in more than one simultaneous loving relationship. And uh, how, how did you take that? Uh, well, I had to think about it quite a bit. And meanwhile, also feel about it. I guess the thinking came first, like what does that mean, and and I didn't want to uh, know any details. I'm a kind of um, a private person, and uh, also he's my son, so I really felt there was a boundary there. But um, just hearing the word and trying to understand him, as I've always tried to do, um, I felt uh, at first a little a little shocked, but I know that he tried many different kinds of things and ways of living, and so it didn't surprise me, although it would not be my choice of lifestyle. I really feel so strongly that he has to be happy, and whatever he decides, as long as it's safe and is within the law, and that he feels comfortable and doesn't hurt himself or others, I had to kind of respect what he had to say, and so I listened very hard about it and and tried to examine what I what I really felt about it. And I, I've just come to the conclusion that um, if he's happy and he's loving and he's a very loving, caring person, then I have to be happy for him, even though I still don't want to know details. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, and the, that's the reason me. that I'm being so quiet. <laughs> And he does protect me. He'll say things like, Mom, you don't want to hear this story. And I'll say, okay, okay, good. I don't want to hear it. Um, but that doesn't stop me from accepting him and loving him. Mm-hmm. But remember, this relationship has been built over years and years. So, um, you know, I had a chance with him to be closer and to understand him. And some parents don't have that. I'm very lucky. So let me ask you this. Yes. <laughs> uh, we've actually never put um, you or any other parents, for that matter, into a situation where we asked you to come to an event where any of our partners were. How would you feel if confronted um, with a situation like that? So, like, say we were going to have, I don't know, some kind of a anniversary party or some such like that, mm-hmm. where we invited a number of our other um, lovers and partners. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would inhibit you from coming? No, absolutely wouldn't. I, I think that I would have to deal with how I felt about it, um, which would be, it would be very strange for me. And I might not like the people so much, <laughs> and I might feel like, oh, why don't you just settle on one person? <laughs> um, but I would never not come. I would always come, and I would always try to be cordial and as open as I possibly can, 
given how I feel about it, which is I'm monogamous and that's what I feel about it. And, you know, being a psychoanalyst, I've heard many, many, many things about many, many people and their sexuality. So it doesn't shock me. But when it comes to my own son and daughter-in-law, that's a whole different kettle of fish. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I would come. And without reservation, I would definitely always be there. Um, but I, I think I would feel a little weird, a little uncomfortable at first until I got to know the people. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, and so, so with that being said, you know, in, in your previous, in your previous um, as you're talking about, about, you know, as long as we didn't hurt anybody, uh, you know, you'd be okay with it. And so that brings along the second part of our disclosure, you know, which was we're kinky. And uh, so we're involved in, in BDSM activities, and we also um, we also run larger kink events. We also do obviously podcasts. We do um, we write articles for magazines. We 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 um, advise other people on um, how to interact on a sexual basis, um, and we 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 do some mentoring with with people who are interested in exploring that type of sexuality. When when so when I first came out to you as Hey, I'm kinky, and we do all this stuff. Um, what, what was your thought? What was your feeling about that? Well, I was worried about, you know, one is this within the law. Two is it? Can you hurt people, or can people hurt you? But um, the thing that I think has uh, made me feel comfortable, more comfortable, is that both my son and daughter-in-law talk about safety and how they try to teach that, and how that's built into what they do, consensual, safe. I think that's the thing that I hold on to the most, that if that element weren't there, it would bother me a lot more. So if you do have children who do this, I would focus on that, on is it safe? Do you feel safe? Do you feel comfortable? Is it always consensual? Um, Do you follow what the rules are, if there are rules? Um, do you not hurt people? Do people not hurt you? Um, that's the main thing for me. The rest of it, you know, people do what they do, and that's not so weird, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Maybe for me it is. For them it isn't. So that's, I think that's the thing that made me most comfortable about it, and telling other people about safety measures and mentoring and teaching, and um, because there are a lot of people there who out there who have difficulty with sexuality mm-hmm. and their own wishes and desires and and way they want to act on their sexuality um, that can scare them or can make them feel that people would reject them. And um, I think it's important to know that there are people you can turn to and people understand and that you're safe. Those kinds of things made me feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Speaking of places to learn when you're just starting out, we should talk about our upcoming meetings and educational things coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On the 8th of April, you can attend a TNG Munch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the next generation. It's for kinksters who are between the ages of 19 and 35 and or their partners. Mm-hmm. You can find information uh, about that on FetLife. You can also come to the next AIS meet and greet, which is on the 11th of April, and that will be at the usual place at the 8-Ball. We hope to see everyone there. 
Um, and then on the 22nd, we have another switch round table coming up. And is it on the 24th that we have a uh, N2K? Uh, no, I think we're actually on the... S- uh, I think you have my phone. I do. <laughs> you have my phone. So let me check my phone here because I have I have a thing. I, I thought it was on the 17th. It, it very um, well, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so it's in April. Uh, let's turn to the thing here. April uh, the 17th. Yeah, that is correct. Thursday, April the 17th is there. At the Donato's on mm-hmm. Tamarack. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is for people who are just starting out, who are within their first six months of being out into the public scene. It's a great place to meet other people who are... At the same learning level as you, um, a place to ask questions and, and get some answers to any curiosities you may have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is true. And we also have, um, do we have any big parties coming up? No, I don't think we do. No, not until May. Yeah, yeah. And in May we have a whole bunch of things happening. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll... But we did just have a big party. That's true. And That's I need true. to give a shout out to somebody. Oh, go ahead. I need to give a shout out to Autumn. Autumn. That tall drink of water that came in from from florida uh-huh. and now right. we're in florida right so yes, hi she, thanks she, for coming she was actually a podcast listener mm-hmm. who came up to come is, and meet us it's always great if you are a podcast <laughs> listener come on up and and certainly say hi because it's so much fun knowing that there are people out there in the ether actually listening to the crap we spew <laughs> yes. and, um, and so, so it please. makes me so super happy that every time you're going to get a shout out right right that's great so so yeah um what else we got going on? Anything else with AIS? No, this is like our month off. This is, yeah. Yeah, this is our month off. You know, kind of like vacation month. Yep, vacation month is, is uh, March after the uh, big, ba- after the, what was it? The April Fool's. The April Fool's party. Did we actually do a recap of that? I mean. No. Oh, man, we should. Because <laughs> that was fantastic. I really had a great time. There's like well over 200 people there and everybody was having a good time and the music was pumping. And we did, I mean, don't get me wrong, that, that was the, one of the most, I felt one of the more scattered parties we did. There was the weirdness with the lights. Yeah, because the, <laughs> the couple of the ballasts and the lights went out, and so we had difficulty keeping the light, because it went dark, and then it was really light, and then it went dark, and it was really light, and then and then the music, one of the speakers was out, and wouldn't broadcast any highs, yeah. and so it was still, we had to turn one up to match the volume, and oh, it was awful. But uh, we got that squared away, and, and but other than had, that, it was a kinky a good, time. good time. Yep, yep. There were lots of people there. There was it was somebody's birthday. It was Naughty All the Time's birthday, mm-hmm. and someone brought her that a cake, delicious oh, dark yeah. chocolate cake with the dark chocolate covered strawberries. Mm-hmm. Which I can't believe at a kink party, I'm talking, I'm focusing on food. <laughs> Uh, was good. Was I didn't have any of that cake. I, I, you should have. It was delicious. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even have time for the cake. So um, while we still have mom here, you want to like ask one more question or two? Well, I, I think that um, having mom here, it's a great idea to maybe get her to to speak a little bit about um, what she thinks would be great advice for people who are going to be um, coming out to to their parents and letting them know um, some, some ideas as to how to do it, how to do it softly and gently so that, so that there's no freak out and for either party, for either the parents or, you know, the people who are coming out. Yep. I think. Um, I don't think there's no such thing as freak out. No, <laughs> no, no freak out. There's going to be a freak out? Uh, well. Did you freak out? No, but, but <laughs> here's what we'll say about it. It really depends on the relationship with your parents. And I wouldn't freak out because I have a long, good, deep relationship with my son. 
And uh, so I understood him. But not every parent does. They have their own rules. They have their own ways of handling their feelings and their relationships. So just to tell you, don't think that, oh, you'll tell the parents it'll be fine. It may be fine. If it, it, the, the important thing is all relationships are complicated. Think about your relationship with your parent. If it already has problems, this may create more problems. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do it because being true to yourself is very, very important and important to say it. But if you have a good relationship and you feel that um, your parents won't freak out, that they will are the kind of people who will sit back and think about it and feel about it and take time to understand it, fine. Don't go ahead, then, then you know that. But if you have the kind of parents that you worry will disown you, will be furious at you, will not understand you in the least, will reject you, then be more cautious about it. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying be more cautious about it. And um, yes, you can soften it very much by introducing a subject by saying, I know how much you love me. I know how much I love you. But there's some things I want to talk about with you that may cause you some disruption. And certainly will cause me disruption. Can I do that? Would that be okay with you? And go from there. And if the parents say, no, 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 I don't want to hear anything, <laughs> then you're going to know right away, uh-oh, watch out. If they say, oh, yes, tell me, and you start telling them and you get this hugely negative response, I would back up a little bit and say, wait a minute, you kind of gave me permission, so, you know, let's take it easy here. Let's, let's think about our good relationship, our love for each other, and then you can start again with them. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying... Kind of analyze the situation before you head into it. And don't, don't think that they're going to automatically reject you. That's not always the case. So it may be the case that they love you very dearly, want to understand you, want to accept you, and mostly want you to be happy. So mm-hmm. They might have to take a little time to digest yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, and I think um, sometimes it's the, the toe-in-the-pool mm. approach. Yeah. That works, which is yeah. I'm in the process of putting the big toe in the pool. You know, <laughs> my parents know that we travel all over the country, um, speaking to groups of people on relationships. Yes. If they really wanted to know what those workshops were that we are leading, they would ask. Mm-hmm. Is my opinion. I think that somewhere deep inside, they understand that there's something different about about our relationship and about how we interact. Um, as a couple, and they don't want, they don't want to be forced to know that, mm-hmm. so they choose not to ask those questions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to force it down their throats. I'm mm-hmm. not going to make them have to listen to, you know, yeah. what we, what we well, do I, in our I think, bedroom. I think that they've given you certain cues. I think your parents have given you certain cues that they really don't want to know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I, I seem to recall uh, one time when when one of your parents came over and you were with Paramore. <laughs> yes. and, and, um, <laughs> that um, was it. Yeah, um, that was interesting. I, my my dad walks into the backyard. I am sitting on the back porch with my daddy, <laughs> <laughs> and that was an. Int- thank God it was kind of dark. Yeah. Well, he knew it wasn't me. He knew it wasn't you because he's because because he this stopped. person is yeah. much taller than you. Um, and, and he stopped 
I mean, he was probably about what fifty feet away. Is no, that probably not 20, even 20, 25? Um, coming in that back door, right but it was very. You could, yeah, and never, never a word was said to me about who that was. I think my mm-hmm. my my father, my biological father, was was. Yeah, I don't want to know. I just don't want to know but what's going think, on. I do think that's the case that. Um, you know, why force it? And you yeah. have have some kind of intuitive sense, and they're not asking the questions. Mm-hmm. So why push it if you want to maintain this thing? And as long as it doesn't bother you. No, it doesn't bother nope. me, and, and I don't yep. think it bothers them. Yep. Because they don't treat us any differently. Any differently. Yep. Well, they, and, and your parents are, you know, I think they have a, a clue that we live a, an alternative lifestyle, but they, they also... They, I think that, that, that this is something that my mom pointed out, is that is that they, I think they value your happiness, like, over the disclosure, right? I think that they, because they look at you, and they see how happy you are with me, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure that, I'm sure that, I, am sure, I, I know your dad, and if your dad felt that you were not being treated well and not happy with me, mm-hmm. that there would be a lot more questions and a lot it more. There would be a lot yeah. more, right. And, and so I, I, I think that... Um, I think that that's a big part of it is that is that your dad and your mom see how happy we are together, regardless of the other circumstances of whatever we do in our lives, that 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 we have this deep loving bond, and they go, okay, whatever they're doing obviously is working for them, so let's just kind of be a hands off with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's that's a big, and it's something that that mom talked about a little earlier is is that yeah. is that parents generally want their children to be happy. To be happy, yeah. right. And you don't have to reveal everything. Heavens knows people don't reveal everything to each other or, mm-hmm. or to parents. And, and mm-hmm. so, you know, there's, there's such a thing as non-disclosure. <laughs> and, I, and I really agree with that. I think you don't have to talk about things that make people uncomfortable. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's only almost, if you want to. It's yeah. unfair, I think, to, to... Why is it okay for you to make someone uncomfortable? That's, right. It's almost bordering on non-consensual. Yeah. You know, that person didn't ask you, you know, to well, make them feel yeah. uncomfortable I, with your sex life. So why are you doing it? Uh, you know? Well, and my thing is, my, I've always had this kind of boundary. I want, I wanted my mom to know that I was kinky and that I was poly, mm-hmm. generally speaking, right? You know, you know, kind of like, this is the lifestyle elite. This is these are some of the articles we write, this is some of the books we're doing, this is some of the podcast, all this stuff, right? I wanted her to know that. But I had no interest in having her know any of the details of, of, of my sexuality mm-hmm. other than the generalities of it, right? Does other than the broad terms. Right, the broad terms, right, right. You know, this is, these are my, no, actually, you know what? I had, the, I had her, her, the interest in sharing my relationship, um, my relationship uh, focuses and parameters, mm-hmm. but that was it, right? The, rela- the broadness of the relationships is where I wanted her to be aware of, not the actual sexuality of it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I, you know, I, I mean, I, as much as I want her to know that I'm poly and kinky, I don't want her to know about my sex, the details of my sexuality, just as I certainly, you know, do not want to know the details of hers. Right. Right. You know, that's, that's a, for me, that's a very big, that's a very big boundary. It's a wall. Mm-hmm. It's, that's your private life. This is my private life. I don't think we should share those. And pieces. that, that really is total respect mm-hmm. because yeah. it's really true that, that, and if you, if parents or children are want to share all these little details, 
I would suggest you get a little help about that. Be, <laughs> you know, call up Barack and Sheba and, you know, go, go over with them or something. We'll recommend somebody in the yeah. lavender listings yeah. to you. <laughs> and, of course, the other thing is if you don't know how to say it to your parents about Polly or Kinky, call them up. You know, contact them, and they will might help you give the words, the words that you want to say, but some idea about the words to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are books out there, too, about the words that you can use and, and some things that you can actually give to um, the people that you're coming out to afterwards if they have questions um, that they can look at and have a reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, good yep. idea. So, I think, do, are, we, are we, do we have a good idea of that? Is, is it... I think there was one more question you were going to ask. What was it? Suggestions? No. I thought we did that. What was the other question? I don't know. All right. Oh, uh, oh the question we got from... Yes. Oh, the, that question. Oh, yes. uh, we got because we got a question in the mail. And um, let me see where that is. Hold on just a second. Um, <laughs> You're supposed to be prepared for all I these things. I am prepared. We're, you can tell we're on vacation because we <laughs> right. have totally <laughs> lost totally it. Totally our heads here. <laughs> exactly. Well, yes. what am I supposed to say now? Yes. <laughs> Just beyond that door is... I think the other thing to say is that relationships are complicated. It is not a simple thing between parent and child or between husband and wife or between lovers. Uh, it's They're complicated, and the most important thing is to feel comfortable mm-hmm. and to not feel like you have something hidden and something bad and... Yeah, do you find? Oh yeah, I found the question, but I just don't think. I think we'll cover that question in next in next month. Okay. It's 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 uh, there's a gentleman Matthew uh, who who emailed us and asked us about top space. Nobody talks about top space very much, but I think that's a totally different subject that would take us away from what we're doing here. So we'll answer that. We'll answer that on next one. Sorry, Matt. Don't worry, Matt. We'll get to you. Shout out to you too. I promise we'll answer it next time. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So so. Any other remarks for the for the for, for the, the good of for the, the curious podcast with, uh, audience out there? Well, I'm glad that I did this. I'm glad that I agreed. I mean, at first, as I said, I was reticent, but um, I'm really glad that I talked about it, and and I encourage whoever is listening to think about how you want to talk to your parents. If you want to talk to your parents, it isn't a given that you have to. Um, as Shiva said, she's comfortable with her relationship with her parents. They don't want to know, and she doesn't care. I mean, that they know or they don't know, or and to go into details, she's comfortable. That's the important thing: be comfortable, be true to yourself, and also give parents a break. Sometimes you can drop some hints gently, and if they don't pick up on it, I wouldn't push. I wouldn't push parents because you know parents have been through a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, this is true. Yeah. You've been through more than most. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? Nothing. I just, you know. <laughs> and if you want to reach us, you can find us at. <laughs> um, I can be found at brat underscore Sheba at uh, FetLife. Mm-hmm. I can be found brat underscore Sheba at Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, Tumblr, mm-hmm. and Instagram. That's a new one. Yep. Um, you can also um, contact us via the website at Adventures in Sexuality, all one word, um, AOL. Where else? Owner at? Yeah, owner at adventuresinsexuality.org. Mm-hmm. You can find our website at adventuresinsexuality.org. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also reach us at uh, Barak and Sheba, B-A-R-A-K, the letter N-S-H-E-B-A, 
at AOL, at Yahoo, and at Gmail. Mm -hmm. Although we check AOL regularly, so Barrick and Jeep at AOL is the best one. Um, you can also find us. Did you? Uh, did we talk about FET? I'm on FET. Yeah, we're are you both on, on FET? FET? I'm on FET. <laughs> if, you're, if you are on, uh, if you're kinky and you are on FETLife.com, uh, you can reach uh, me at B A R A K. Mm-hmm. No, and I already said where you could reach me. Oh, did you? Why are you giving me the nod? Because you're. Like I need to do it again. I think you do. Do Do I need to do it I again? I think you might. One more time. Sure. For, for posterity's sake. That's <laughs> this time with feeling. Right. This time with feeling. <laughs> so it's <gasps> brat underscore Sheba. Okay. Mm-hmm. At All right. Life. So anything else? Uh, we got nothing going on this month other than uh, coming up in April. We have the... We the meet have, and greet. Hopefully we'll see some folks at the meet and yeah. greet. Looking forward to that. That's on what? April the... 11th. 11th. And you already mentioned that because I, I remember hearing talking about the usual place, the eight ball. Mm-hmm. So otherwise... Otherwise we're rambling too long and we need to get out to that sunshine that's waiting. The beach is calling my name. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Turn it off.